in the modern media era, we call it content. I kind of hate the term. You know, it kind of it makes everything sound very generic and very uh, it makes everything sound like just a, a cynical product. But we do have content today. Aaron Rodgers resigning, Russell Wilson getting traded, Carson Wentz getting traded, free agency on the way, franchise tags in play, Calvin Ridley gambling. We have so much to get to today with Jeff Diamond, star of Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, former Vikings general manager, uh, current sports agent, and former NFL executive of the year. Let's uh, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to belabor it because we have so much else to get to, but he is the big news of the day. He signs a massive contract, one that uh, seems to have been uh, calculated to make him even more highly paid than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not that Aaron Rodgers has an ego or anything. Keeps him in Green Bay. Also means they might have some salary cap problems. So, so assess for me the Aaron Rodgers deal, Jeff. Yeah, I think from the salary cap standpoint, it'll be a, a benefit for the Packers, Jim, because he had a $46 million cap number previously. And with this extension, I, I would expect that they'll lower his base salary this year to closer, closer to minimal level and, and give him a, a significant signing bonus, probably in the 60 to $70 million range that they'll spread over whatever, four or five years. If it's a four-year extension, they spread over five years. So essentially, they can lower his cap number probably by maybe 15 to $20 million. And that'll, that'll help their salary cap, actually, in this case, similar to what the Vikings want to do with Kirk Cousins this week as, as they try to get a deal done with him uh, in whatever form that takes so that they can lower his cap number that is uh, the $45 million cap number, the albatross, shall we say, around the cap of the Vikings right now. And so certainly it was not a surprise to me that, that he stayed in Green Bay, and especially knowing that, that they were going to franchise Devontae Adams. It, it makes sense. They've, they've got a, I don't, I don't know if we want to call them a Super Bowl championship team at this point since they haven't been to the Super Bowl in the last three years, despite winning 13 games every year. But they're certainly in the conversation and competitive. But the question will be, how much of that of that defense can they retain? Can they keep uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and all the all the guys they've got on defense? They're paying Kenny Clark a lot of money. Now they're going to pay Adams a lot of money. Although I'm sure they're going to try to get a long term deal done with him. But not surprising that Aaron Rodgers' deal was done. And I think to all of our relief, it was done quickly and soon and we don't have to hear about the whole offseason but i would say much to the chagrin of the vikings and their fans he's going to be in green bay for several more years you would think but things can change as we saw with russell wilson but i think in this case because of, of the money that they're committing he's got to be there probably at least a couple of years and i would expect them to perhaps try to try to deal Jordan Love, but what kind of market value does he have at this point when he hasn't done anything? And when he did play against Kansas City last year, he stunk the joint out. So I'm not sure they're gonna get that first round pick back. I highly doubt that. But Rogers back to Green Bay, yeah, not, not unexpected at all. Uh, our friend Kevin Seifert, 
uh, tweeted out that Jordan Love turned out being the most expensive quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> he gave him a <laughs> he gave him a first round pick. He ticked off Rodgers. Rodgers ended up ends up uh, you know creating such a stir that he ends up with this incredible massive deal at an advanced age. Uh, I'm kind of on board with that. And you know doing the Viking Update show with John Krasinski, one thing we you know and we might be thinking outside of the box, we might be crazy, but the one thing we we're saying is of course Aaron Rodgers you know staying in Green Bay keeps the Packers as the division favorites. And of course he makes them very formidable, but I don't know. I don't really see Aaron Rodgers winning another Super Bowl. I don't see the Packers winning another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he hasn't played well in the playoffs. He has, they haven't played well at Lambeau field in the playoffs. Uh, you know, so this is, does this ensure that the Packers will be good? Yes. Does it mean the Packers are going to be great? I I'm highly doubtful of that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just difficult to say because who would have predicted last year, Matthew Stafford, who had, what never won a playoff game would, would go and and to the Rams and lead them to a Super Bowl. So I think anything can happen, including Kirk Cousins under Kevin O'Connell, perhaps elevating his game and pulling a Stafford and getting the Vikings to the next level, at least to the playoffs. And I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl contender, but in, in this day and age, when seven teams that didn't make the playoffs the year before make the playoffs and a, and a Bengals team that had won four games, albeit without Joe Burrow the year before, and they end up in the Super Bowl. Stranger things have happened, which is why I think ultimately the Vikings are going to hitch their wagon to Cousins, because what are the alternatives at this point other than drafting a guy, maybe overdrafting a quarterback, and I think they can get a, a good prospect maybe in the second round this year out of that quarterback class, and then extend Cousins for probably one more year and throw a bunch of voidable years in the contract, as we talked about last week. And then all of a sudden you have this cap number down from 45 million, probably closer to 30. And the league year starts. And right now they're 15 million over that gets them under the cap. And then they do Daniel Hunter's deal. And all of a sudden they've got maybe 10 million or so to, to play with and go out in free agency and re-sign a couple of their key guys such as Patrick Peterson, Anthony Barr, perhaps. I don't, I don't know about that one. I, I think Tyler Conklin will be an interesting one, depending on how they interpret their new offense and whether they, they want to keep two really top-quality tight ends in Conklin and Irv Smith. And Irv Smith is a little unpredictable at this point coming off the injury. So a lot of things are going to happen in the next week to 10 days as the Vikings get under the cap as the whole cousin situation clarifies a bit, we would expect. And I think the one thing we know is with the Russell Wilson trade, it took one potential trade partner out of the mix in terms of Denver. Because we know this, Jim, if, if George Payton, the Broncos GM, Vikings ex-GM, had waived anything close to what they're giving for Russell Wilson in front of Quasi Adolfo Menza and Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins would be headed to the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> no doubt about it. And I have some more specific thoughts and questions on Cousins for later in the show. I'm going to get to Russell Wilson next. Uh, you just brought him up. Uh, we do want to thank our producer, Brian Burdett, let you know the best way to listen to the show or the network. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can also go to talknorth.com, see all the shows, see archives of the shows, and uh, and follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. See all the shows as they're released, plus information on our live shows. We have massive amount of great outdoor content, uh, Destination Polaris, Flush, 
uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have a couple of new shows on the bench, which is a great hockey humor show, huge in Canada. We're lucky to have them on our network. Also, Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast is new. Also, check out my show, Blocked and Muted. It hits the entire sports scene and usually has a hopefully interesting guest. This week's guest is the great Kelsey Trainer. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. So let's get to Russell Wilson. Uh, fascinating deal. Uh, he was, you know, Hey, he was, he was a true franchise quarterback. He was an incredibly popular figure, uh, and he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and the Broncos land him on what looks like a really good roster. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a good move for Denver. I, I really do. I, I think they gave up a lot, but you have to expect to give up a lot when you're getting a franchise quarterback, 33 years old, and certainly Russell Wilson can play another six, seven, who knows how many years <laughs> when you think about Brady playing until he's 44. And and Russell Wilson really ha- has been able to avoid, for the most part, injuries. He did battle some last year. But I, I think he's a great player. I love watching him play. I, I, he's a winner. And I, I think, first of all, the Vikings are happy to get him out of the NFC because he – he owned them for so many years until the Vikings finally beat him last year after seven losses against Russell Wilson. So they're happy he's gone. It was a very massive package, there's no doubt. And I'm not sure they had to give up as much as they did. When you talk about Drew Locke is, is a marginal quarterback, and I don't expect him to, to be a starter very long in, in Seattle, if at all. Noah Fant was a, a number one draft pick, a tight end out of Iowa, a very good player, a, a starting defensive end, Shelby Harris, two number ones, two number twos, a, a bigger deal than the Rams gave for Matthew Stafford, but Russell Wilson, a higher pedigree quarterback than Matthew Stafford. And so I think George Payton did what he had to do to get that deal done. And it's just it's a huge package and it's a huge risk but i think they had been in a situation where they had just kind of trudged along with quarterback after quarterback since peyton manning had retired whatever six years ago and so whether it's teddy bridgewater whether whether it was drew lock it was just average quarterback play they've got a pretty good roster they've got some really good receivers and some good backs and and I think a good offensive line. So, so Russell Wilson will have a lot better supporting cast perhaps in terms of, especially in terms of his protection than he had in Seattle where he took a lot of sacks as we know. And the defense in Denver is, is better than, than Seattle's at this point. We'll see. And even Von Miller is whispering about maybe wanting to go back there. Although I think he will probably end up back at the Rams. So yeah, I think it was a good move for Denver. <clears throat> I think it's a good move for Seattle, too. I think that things have gone a little bit stale the last couple of years and with Russell kind of chirping quietly and through other sources that he, he was interested in checking things out and had his list of teams and all that, then it's time to move on. And so I think they got a great package that they can build around. Unfortunately for Seattle, it's just not a great quarterback year. But, hey, <clears throat> we've heard that before and all of a sudden these quarterbacks become really good players (laughs) so uh, we'll see how that shakes out but I like the trade for both teams and listen you're friends with Pete Carroll I got to know Pete a little bit over the years and now 
a fran- he's basically they got rid of two franchise players in one day, Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. Uh, and Pete is an older gentleman at this point. Do you think he's the right guy to rebuild? Yeah, I, I think Pete is a very, very young, whatever he is, 70, 71 years old. He's a very young at heart and in spirit and, and physically. He works out. I used to play hoops with him. I, I know how, how much he works out. And and so I, I think that age, yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds like a high number, but I think for a guy like that, it's different. That that he really to me is a lot younger than than what that number says, and and if he still enjoys it and still ha- has fun doing it, I think he does. I think he likes the interaction with the players. That I I expect him to be there for several more years as this thing gets kind of rebuilt in Seattle. And, and John Schneider, one of the top GMs in the league, I think he'll he'll do a nice job figuring out that quarterback situation and, and also finding some excellent players with those extra draft picks. And let's remember, these are the guys that drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. So they know how to find good quarterbacks, not necessarily at the top of the draft. True. They also signed Matt Flynn and then realized very quickly that Russell Wilson was better than (laughs) Matt Flynn, (laughs) which is is to their credit, by the way. Uh, All right. Hey, I want to get to Wentz, Cousins, Ridley, some other stuff. Uh, But first, we want to thank our sponsors, including White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Love talking about the White Bear Lake Superstore. Buick GMC and my longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell, and their great staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and with their super friendly premium teams. Check out that great website you just mentioned, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. You'll see great selection of GMC and Buick SUVs, new 2021 and 2022 Buick SUVs, including the stylish Encore GX with 0% APR offers for up to 72 months and a 0% APR offer on most 21 and 22 GMC models, including the fabulous Sierra 1500. Reserve yours today. And don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore, and they're a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to one of our newer sponsors at TalkNorth.com, Platinum Bank. Always happy to talk about a great sponsor, Platinum Bank. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider in today's environment? Businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder, and I have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with market president Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. All right, so Carson Wentz, North Dakota native, has now made two organizations in a row say, get the heck out of my town. Don't ever want to see you again. Uh, What do you make of this? Well, the first thing I make is that the Colts made a mistake (laughs) in giving up 
what ended up being a first and third round pick for, for Wentz. It's just really kind of puzzling what's happened in his career because he looked so great as a rookie under Doug Peterson and Frank Reich in Philadelphia. Uh, and, and then the year they went to the Super Bowl, which of course ended up being Nick Foles because Wentz got hurt. I, I just think injuries took a toll on him over the years. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work in Indy last year, which, which kind of surprised me because I expected him to perform better when he had a, a great offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the league. He had one of the best running backs in the league, Jonathan Taylor. He had, he had enough of a, of a supporting cast at receiver, but it just didn't work. He just would make mistakes and throw costly interceptions. And, and the Colts down the stretch had a couple of relatively winnable games to get into the playoffs, including a finale at Jacksonville where they got beat by, I think, like 14 points. And that kind of sealed the fate for Wentz. And just really surprising how it all played out. And, and now he's moving on again. And we'll see how that shakes out. I don't I don't really expect him to have a, a long tenure necessarily uh, in Washington. But we'll see how it plays out. And the thing is, talking to people I know uh, who know what's going on behind the scenes, I mean, the Eagles just got really sick of him. Frank Reich uh, loved Carson Wentz and, and was coaching him when Carson Wentz almost was the MVP before he got hurt the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And Frank Reich, I mean, and and Pete and Jim Mercer, who were really nice people, couldn't wait to get this guy out of town. He he drives people crazy. Yeah, and a really it's a surprising <clears throat> turn of events in terms of personality because you figure a guy coming out of North Dakota State and <laughs> that he would be a real humble type guy <clears throat> but apparently being the second pick in the draft kind of raised his ego a little bit and made him more difficult to work with and I I'm just surprised that his career has not progressed better yeah he's made a lot of money we know that but ultimately it just hasn't translated into the kind of career that, that he wanted or, or that his teams wanted. And as I said, I, I don't really expect him necessarily to be the guy that's going to, going to put the commanders over the hump, <laughs> shall we say. And so I think it's just a, a really strange whole situation with Carson Wentz, but we'll see how this one shakes out. All right, Calvin Ridley, the next big story in a week filled with big stories. Just tell me what you what you think about the NFL's handling of Calvin Ridley gambling. Yeah, it's just such a no-no, absolutely forbidden. Every player knows that. There are signs in the locker room. They're talking about from day one, you don't bet on NFL games. And in this day and age, I think players are even allowed to bet on other sports or other things, whatever. Go to Vegas. Do whatever you want if you've got a gambling itch, but don't bet on NFL games. you got to know better than that. And so, yeah, his little whatever he says, oh, I only bet $1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. Well, guess what? <laughs> you, you broke the rules, and I, I think it was a very appropriate punishment that he's going to miss the entire 2022 season. The Falcons lose their best receiver, and it's going to cost him $11 bucks to make his little $1,500 bets while he was on leave for, for mental health concerns. If, if he appeals this, which I'm sure he'll try to appeal it, I don't expect him to get much leeway from the league or from any independent arbiter because it's just so black and white in this situation that you can't do that. And 
it's just for the integrity of the league, the integrity of the sport, can not have players betting on on games. Uh, Pete, Pete Rose learned that lesson well. <laughs> That's right. And all the people who think Pete Rose should now be in the Hall of Fame because they kind of got tired of listening to all the arguments against. I covered the Pete Rose stuff. I knew people who were I knew I knew what was going on behind the scenes with Pete Rose stuff. He kept on betting. He kept on betting on it. He bet on his team. He bet on his sport. Every time they tried to reform him, he would go out and flaunt it and keep associating with gambling entities. Uh, he never reformed. He never apologized. Uh, he he took himself off the board. You can and and there are worse things in the world than gambling. But if somebody commits a if an NFL player commits a felony. That doesn't bring into question whether players are shaving points or throwing games. You cannot run a league in which anybody suspects that there might be a mobster ordering a player to shave points or throw games. You can That is what will kill your league. That's why this is so serious. Yeah, absolutely true. Everything that you said. And, and so it's just un unfortunate for Calvin Ridley, but he's going to learn a hard lesson and it'll be a good lesson for players all around the league to, to, to understand that. All right, let's get to Kirk Cousins now. What do you think all this movement means for Cousins' situation? And I'll throw this in here. You know, I'm not a Cousins guy uh, for many reasons. But now all of a sudden, Tom Brady's retired. Russell Wilson goes from NFC to AFC. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be traded probably from NFC to AFC. Um, and Carson Wentz, who we don't think that highly of, just went from AFC to NFC. All of a sudden, Kirk Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks in the, in the NFC. Yeah, he is, and and certainly as far as far as some of the teams out there that may still be looking for a starting quarterback and thinking of a team such as Carolina, perhaps they, I'm sure they're perhaps placing a call, but I don't think they're putting two number ones, two number twos, and two and two starters on the table. As, as Denver did for Russell Wilson. If they do, then Kirk's going to be gone. But I don't think that's happening. And, and I think it's, it's highly likely he'll be back as the Viking starter. As I said, I, I see him getting extended one more year with, with voidable years and getting that cap number down. I, I think it's the right move for the team unless they get an offer that just blows their doors off. It's just the right move because I, I think he's a, a good enough quarterback to keep, keep them competitive. And I think it'll be interesting then to see what Kevin O'Connell and his coaching staff can do with Cousins to try to elevate his game because I really felt Quinn Kubiak was, was in over his head too early in his career. And I think that O'Connell, with his pedigree and having worked with Sean McVay and and, and his background, I'm, I'm really – interested excited to see how what he does with cousins how he can maximize his performance get him doing more bootlegs more play action that that he was very effective at and we know he's got a great supporting cast and and obviously jefferson thielen cook etc so i think that's where it's going to go and can kirk take it to another level well, Matthew Stafford did last year. Now, Matthew Stafford, I think, is a, a better quarterback physically and in, in terms of, of his ability than Cousins, but not that much better in terms of career performance. So I, I expect him to be back. I, I just don't think there, there's going to be that kind of offer to take him out of Minnesota. And then 
we'll see how this shakes out over the next year. If he goes out and has a great year and they get to the conference championship or, or crazy enough to a Super Bowl, then he'll get extended again. He's, he's about the same age as Russell Wilson, I believe. <laughs> I think they're both, what, 33, 34 years old. And so he, Kirk has many more years left to play. He's still a, a good quarterback. And if they can elevate his performance, help him when things break down, when things get, when, when plays get, get shaky, that's where the difference has been between guys like Mahomes and Wilson and Rodgers and a guy like Cousins in terms of, of that creativity in those situations. We'll see. Maybe Kevin O'Connell can, can kind of change that dynamic to a certain extent. I tend to doubt it. I think what you have with Cousins is what you have. He's probably a top 10 to top 15 quarterback in the league, and that's what he is. And I do expect, Jim, that they're going to draft a guy, and I think it'll be probably fairly early. I'm, look, I'm thinking second or third round out of this quarterback class, and we can talk more as we get close to the draft on who could be there in, in that type of situation. Maybe it's a Willis. Maybe it's one of those guys that, that kind of falls uh, in, the, uh, in the quarterback class to the second round, and they might jump on a guy there and then let that guy compete with Kellen Mond and, and see who could be the potential heir apparent. And then if Kirk has a fantastic year, as Aaron Rodgers did, then it could be a Jordan Love situation. It is amazing how quickly we all just forgot about or or pushed to the side Kellen Mond. I mean, he was a, he he was drafted to be kind of the next starting quarterback, and nobody ever mentions him as a potential starting quarterback anymore. Yeah, and hey, let's see what Kevin O'Connell can do with him, and and what his staff can do with him. He's a young guy. He had a lot of success at Texas A&M in the SEC, so. I haven't I haven't given up on him yet. I think he he's just has to go through that learning process and who knows what what could happen there. Maybe he maybe he is the next coming of the of a great young quarterback. Pr- probably not, but you never know. Mike Zimmer apparently didn't think so, right? <laughs> Mike Zimmer did not think so. Uh, one of the many disagreements between Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. All right, let's get a final thought from Jeff. Once again, thanks to Brianne, and thank you to Platinum Bank and White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Jeff, uh, wrap up the show for us. Yeah, I think it's really an interesting, hectic time of year for GMs and, and team execs as, we, as they exit the combine. Now they've got their go back and kind of finalize their draft boards over the next month or so pro days are coming and sounds like some of the ex-gophers had some good performances in Indy talking about Falele and, and, and Mafe. And so it's, it's an exciting time. And it, it, I always, I'm always reminded of, of what you always mentioned, Jim, you always say the NFL does a great job of staying newsworthy <laughs> and certainly in early March and this week, no exception, with the Rodgers and, and Wilson deals and X and the combine. And, and now we're heading into free agency next week, starting on Monday teams can negotiate with free agents, which has already taken place by the way, in Indy in earnest last week. And, and so now what's going to happen? The next big question, cousins, Hunter, Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson, Tyler Conklin, Sheldon Richardson, some of these, starter key starter free agents what's going to happen Xavier Woods do they figure Cam Biners faster younger 
and he could start in place of him as he did for a couple games last year when Harrison Smith was out. So there is a lot of intrigue that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So it's a really interesting, exciting time of year. And, and as a former team exec, I can tell you it's, there's a lot of anxiety this time of year, too, as you try to get under the cap. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that'll be a great topic for you and Brian to discuss next week. I'm on vacation next week. Brian's going to step in. I doubt if I'll have a job when I get back, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> um, so thanks to Brian. Thanks to Jeff. Great stuff as always. Again, check out the Viking Update Show and all the other shows at TalkNorth.com. And we will be back to talk to you next week.